Hey there! Is today your first time here? Or maybe your first time in a while? If so, maybe you're wondering exactly who we are and what this church is all about. Well, we'd like you to know that we're a group of ordinary people who are on an amazing journey together, following Christ. Our guide is the Bible because it's the divinely inspired Word of God and it will never take us in the wrong direction. Along the way, we hope you'll see that we are welcoming and spiritually passionate and that getting to know you is a big deal to us. We know that the road is rough sometimes, but we'll work really hard to bring you practical and relevant messages to equip and encourage you through life's ups and downs. We want you to know that we care about this community, and we believe that it's our job to make it a better place. So, no matter who you are or where you've been, we're glad you're here with us today. And we hope that you'll join us on our journey, following Christ and living out His plan for us. So, welcome to church. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Can you hear us? Can you hear us? Remember that commercial? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Ralph says he can hear Yes. Us. All right. Welcome to Fellowship of Champions. Um, this is our virtual service. We've been meeting for over a year now. I'm Pastor Sean Strickland, who I'm here with my super cute husband, Pastor Edwin Strickland. <laughs> and um, I'm feeling really good because we just came back from vacation. So I'm like ready to do this today, right? All right. So we want to encourage you to like the broadcast if you haven't. So go up there and you know use a heart or the like, like not like the angry face or the sad face. Use <laughs> be the careful. Heart Don't be pushing the angry or, face. Or the like. I mean, right? So like it. Even if you're watching right now, so like right now, we should have at least 42. Um, we should have at least 51 likes on the podcast, or I mean, on the broadcast, or hearts. Why? Because you hear and you clearly like it, right? And so, we want you to do some social media outreach. We want you to share it, share it in your story, um, share it on your Facebook page, right? And share it in groups where it's acceptable, only groups where it's acceptable, right? And then if you're watching live, many of you have already done that, hashtag live and tell us where you're watching from all over the world. And, and if, you know, people sometimes are really shy about inviting people to church, but social media outreach is so easy. All you got to do is just share it on your page, share it on your story, tag your friends. It's the easiest. You don't have to go knock on doors like we had to do when we were younger. It's just easy to share. So you used to knock on doors when you were younger? Yeah, we used to go knock on doors. Wow. Y'all didn't knock on doors? No. No. <laughs> oh, we didn't knock on doors. We used to knock on doors and invite people to church. I will tell you this, is that if something changes your life, I say this all the time. You know, I don't know how men do because I'm not a man, but particularly as a woman. <laughs> Thank God you, for that. <laughs> If you if something is good to you, you can't wait to share it. I have been in the store. I've been in Target and someone said to me, hey, 
Did you know dealers is having a sale? Because anything pe women we think is good, we're going to share it with someone else. Mm. So what I'm saying to you is that if FOC is changing your life, if it is changing how you see the word, if it is changing how you view God, if it is changing how you live, if it's improving your health, your wealth, and helping you walk in greater peace, you should share it. And the other thing I want to tell you is that there's this scripture that says that um, Paul planted um, Apollos water or whatever, but God gave the increase. Right. And I'm telling you that, like, we got a testimony this week, um, from someone who like never, ever commented on anything that I know of that I posted. And she sent me this long message to talk about all the posts she had been watching over the years that had given her the strength to leave an abusive relationship. So I'm saying that to tell you, it may not be that 35 people respond when you share, when you talk about how God is changing your life, when you share the post, right? What I'm telling you is that you don't know what God is doing with you sharing that and whose life may be changed as a result of it. So I'm telling you that if you believe something is good, this is a good church that's changing lives, then you need to share it with everybody, Amen. with everybody. Amen. Now, do men share stuff that you think is good? I think so. We may do it in a different way, but I do think I do. I do. I do think we do. I do think men have to get uh, maybe more comfortable in encouraging other men to maybe change their life. We'll change. You know, we'll we'll share things that are um, maybe not as uh, deep sometimes. <laughs> but 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 we're working on that. We're working on. Amen. Y'all work on it, right? So I'm just telling you, if, if if FOC is changing your life, you ought to tell everybody because people may not necessarily receive it now, but when they get in trouble, when they're struggling, They'll they will remember, remember and then they will come back. And so share, 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 yes, share. Don't yes. get tired of sharing. And if you're watching, let us know if you're a first time visitor, that this is your first time watching because we have virtual greeters and we want to say hello to you. And we also want those of you who watch in the cut and you don't usually say anything. Give us one comment today. Somebody who's watching who typically doesn't say anything. Because I'm amazed at the number of people who was like, well, we've been watching you guys for six months, but we've never commented. Like, you don't say hello. You don't say anything. It's like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you got reasons for it. But, you know, there's nothing wrong with just saying hello. I'm here. Just let us know that you're you're there. We just want to say hi to you. We're not going to bring your own camera or anything like that, right? No, they straight watching in secret, man. It's like, can y'all let somebody know y'all here? I mean, it's okay to be like, hey, we like what's happening here, right? So we've got some weekly announcements. Yes. And um, those <clears throat> weekly announcements, I'm going to do them really quickly, is that on Mondays, I do something called Strategies for Success at noon. On Tuesday night, my favorite thing of the week is that we do 8 p.m. prayer. All of our times are central. And I love prayer because at Fellowship of Champions, we pray the word. We don't pray our problems. Mm -hmm. We don't pray our feelings. We pray the word. Why? Because the word is what God is is obligated to respond to. And the word is also what the enemy must respond to. Mm -hmm. So we pray the word. So Amen. join us. Then on Wednesday night, we have Bible study. But for the last several weeks and for a few more weeks, probably what, six or seven mm -hmm. more weeks, mm -hmm. um, we have been teaching our partnership class because we have all of these new people who have become virtual partners with us. Right. And we want you to know what we believe. And so please come. And if you can't watch it live, watch the replay, especially if you consider yourself a virtual partner or you want to be a virtual partner, because you should know what you believe, what we believe mm -hmm. at this church. Mm -hmm. Right. Then we also um, we do something for our kids called um, Victory Zone. And you can access it at www.focchurch.com and their videos. And we're asking you if you have kids, 
grandkids, God kids, just kids that like you. Man, listen, have your kids, have your babies up to fifth grade. Watch these mm -hmm. lessons because these lessons will help you. They've been teaching, doing an amazing series about emotions. Well, and now they got a new one coming up. A new series called mm -hmm. Upward, Keeping Our Eyes on Jesus. But I think you should go back and watch the emotion they series because the emotion series is really, really good. And then join the new series, Keeping Your Eyes on Jesus. We want our kids to know Jesus. Hear me, we don't want our kids to just know church. That's right. We want our kids to actually know Jesus because Jesus is who changes our lives, mm -hmm. right? And then for our teens on Thursday night, we do something called Ignite. Help your teens get there. I know that a lot of middle schoolers, sometimes they have track meets, basketball, all that different stuff on Thursdays. But I'm telling you that if they're not on the nights, they're not doing that. Have them do that mm -hmm. because let me tell you something that's really important. I think we all know this. At some point, your kids can't live by your faith. That's right. They gotta live your by kids got to live by their own faith. And if you only give your kids church, then what kids know how to do is have emotional experiences, but not how to depend on God. Personal relationship. Personal relationship, yeah. how to hear him. You want your kids to be able to hear the Holy Spirit say, don't go to this party. Mm -hmm. You want your kids to be able to hear God say, don't date this person right here. How do they do that? You have to teach them how to hear from God. And that's what we're doing in Victory Zone and Ignite, teaching our kids to have relationship. But it's up to you as parents to get your kids there. It's exactly. up to you right. to make sure that they're doing what they need to That's do. Right. And let me tell you something. There's nothing like seeing the word be planted in your kids and hearing your kids say to you as they're older, I prayed about this. Mm -hmm. I heard mm -hmm. God say this. I wanted to do I this. I didn't do this because, because the Lord told me yes. not to. And here's the reason I see now why I shouldn't have. And I'm so glad I listened. Yes. Yep. Right. Yep. And so, and then we have champion circle. Champion circle is our Friday morning prayer. It's where yes. all our champions show yes. up, man. It started because we did the fast. And when we did the fast, we were praying um, at six 30 um, every morning and central every morning, every morning, every morning for the, fast and then days. for 21 days and then we decided to keep it going and y'all show up but let me tell you something something supernatural happens when we pray right then we want you to subscribe to our various ministry podcasts yeah. and the reason we want you to do that is because when you're riding in your car it's much easier to listen than it is to try to watch a facebook mm -hmm. video right because you shouldn't be doing <laughs> don't that don't be driving and listening don't be driving and listening to that right right and then last but not least mm -hmm. do you want to be a virtual partner mm -hmm. fellowship of champions is a church if you haven't been to the website, you should go. It tells you we're church teaching you how to walk in love, yep. live by faith and experience God's prosperity in every area mm -hmm. of life. We want you to win. Why do we want you to win? Because that's what Jesus died for you to be able to do, mm -hmm. for you to mm -hmm. be able to win. Mm -hmm. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 15 and 57, thanks be to God who has given us the victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. This means your life is not supposed to be perpetual struggle. This means you are not supposed to always be going through. This means that you are not supposed to be sometimes up and sometimes down, sometimes level to the ground. <laughs> this means you are supposed to be ever increasing in your victory, always winning. <laughs> And at Fellowship of Champions, that is what we are committed to do. Now, I got to be honest That's with right. you guys. We can't make you win. We can't. We can't make you do the work. We can give we you can, the tools. We can give you the tools. We can give you the motivation. We can give you the motivation. But we can't make you do it. But we can't make you do it. You're going to have to participate in your own rescue. Why? How? By learning how to walk in love? Yep. By learning how to live by faith? So what? You can experience God's prosperity in, in every, every area. area of life. Yes. This is our season of great 
harvest. Yes. We are believing God. This week, we have heard so many testimonies of financial breakthrough for people, man, including a testimony where someone called the IRS because the Lord told them to and explained a change in their life. And they made a change for them immediately. They got them several thousand dollars back. Wait, first of all, it's, it's the, the IRS. It's the IRS. <laughs> the fact that you actually got to talk to somebody at the, was the IRS. first miracle. Was the right? first miracle. <laughs> the, the second miracle is that you got somebody who actually cared enough to listen to your situation. The third miracle was then that God moved on their behalf to do what they needed done to release those funds and get those funds to them. That was a threefold miracle. It's a threefold miracle. <laughs> and I'm telling you, this is the season of release. Yes. Now, we've been teaching this series for several weeks, right? Yes. We're super excited about super it. It's about excited. your authority as a believer. Yes. Why? Because you cannot live, experience prosperity in every area of life if you do not know your authority mm -hmm. as a believer, right? Yep. So I'm going to do the recap and then I'm going to pray and then Pastor Ellen's going to get us into point one because <laughs> listen, he is ready to get into these points, right? <laughs> and so we're going to do it this morning. But listen, I'm not even going to touch Colossians because if I touch Colossians, I'm not going to move on. Y'all just go ahead and but read it. But you should it. have been touching Colossians for the last 14 days because we it was two weeks ago that we started telling people to meditate on it every day. So they should have been touching on it. And if you're new, then we'll give you the scripture and you can read it and go back and listen to the other videos. Uh, but you want to get Colossians 2, 11 through 15 in your heart. I just want to say this one thing about scripture. Okay. Just this one thing. It's my, you're going to appreciate this. Is anybody watching the series? Um, what's what's the series that we've been watching? Which one? Winter Soldier. I've been, I've been watching no, Fal Falcon and Winter Soldier. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Is anybody watching that? Right? Got you talking about Snowfall. No, babe. Okay. No, babe. Okay. No, babe. <laughs> Okay, so I've been watching this series called Falcon and Winter Soldier. And if you y'all know I love Marvel, you know I love all things supernatural. You know that, right? Uh, expanded ability, all that different stuff. Well, um, I also love Wakanda. And this week, in this <laughs> week's episode, the I I never said, well, I guess it's not a spoiler. They haven't hey, watched it. It okay. was Friday. If okay. you didn't watch it, all that's right. for you. Okay. That's your business. That's your business. I don't promise <laughs> FOC don't promise not to be no spoiler alert over. Go ahead, baby. Go ahead. Okay. So what's the name? The Doja. I use always say I, I say it right. I can't wrong. Say it wrong. The Doja. The, my, the, the awesome Ninja, black women. The awesome from black Wakanda. women who can fight anybody, right? <laughs> well, if, if y'all watched it, if not, you need to go and watch it. Well, anyway, you know Bucky, who um is the winter soldier basically he got involved in something he shouldn't have got involved in and basically this late the one of the soldiers just touched him and made that soup that super strength arm he had fall off right and as soon as it happened i said to babe i said this is what colossians talked about where he made an open he disarmed principalities literally here it is everybody in the world is pretty much afraid of bucky because of all the strength that he has baby she touched him on that on that chest two or three times and then <laughs> <laughs> that arm fell on the ground. He was shook. And in my sanctified imagination, I believe that is what happened when Jesus went to hell. That when he went to hell, everybody else was there and they were scared of the devil. And the, and Jesus touched them or said two or three things. And before you know it, his arm was on the ground and it had, he had been made an open show up. Mm -hmm. That is what Jesus has done for us. And so we are ready. So we're going to pray. We want you to get be full of excitement, full of expectation. One of the things we say at Fellowship of Champions is that somebody is going to be blessed today and you need to say, it is me. But I want you to go ahead right where you are and begin to give God some thanksgiving for the authority he's given you. Mm -hmm. Give God some thanksgiving that you do not have to be sick 
Give God some thanksgiving that you don't have to be broken. Yes. Give God some thanksgiving that you don't have to be broke. Give God some thanksgiving that you don't always have to be um, going through. And I want you to give God some thanksgiving for that illustration that the that God has made an open show of the enemy. And it's going to be seen in mm -hmm. your life, right? Mm -hmm. So, Father, we thank you. You are such a good, good God. And we thank you that you even use natural things to give us insight into spiritual things. And so I thank you for letting just that one scene be in that movie so we could just get a visual, God, of how you, how Jesus disarmed principalities, literally took the arms of the enemy against us. And so we thank you that we have victory in you. We thank you that because of what Jesus did, we don't have to stay bound to sickness, to disease. We don't have to stay bound to anxiety or depression. We don't have to stay bound to any yep. sin in any Amen. form, any Amen. iniquity. We don't have to stay bound because we have been redeemed. Amen. Now, as we teach this word today, Father, you said that anytime that the, there is the teaching of the word, there will be signs and miracles confirmed. And so we declare that there's going to be supernatural breakthrough. I'm boldly declaring by faith that today someone is going to step out of depression and never go back. Someone is going to step out of anxiety and never go back. Someone is going to step out of pain that has been attached to pain in their soul and their never going back. People are going to experience this week creative ideas and financial breakthrough and supernatural restoration and the things that only you can do. So mm. in advance right now, we are declaring and we are saying thank you. We believe we receive every breakthrough in our life. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. We are a prosperous people. We are a whole people. We are a free people and it is because of Jesus. Amen. Now Holy Spirit, come and do what you do. Come and illuminate us. Come on, come on and shift us, come on and correct us, come on and instruct us because we declare that this is yes, a yes. week of yes. release for yes. us. Yes. I, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now I want you to put a demand on this. I don't just want you to hear this teaching this morning. <laughs> I want you to put a demand that this week you are going to step into a new level of authority and even things that bothered you last week not going to bother you this week because you're going to take your place. Amen. 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 All right. So let's start talking about this idea of the power and authority that belongs to us as believers. Now, you know that we've been talking about this for the last uh, four or five. Well, with the last four weeks and then the two or three weeks before that, we started talking about where this authority comes from mm -hmm. and how this authority that we're talking about comes from Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to mess around and start reading uh, Colossians 2, 11 through 15, because then we'll get stuck in that. But I know, but you need to read it. You need to read it. And then after you read it, it you will understand why we spent so much time with it, because the truth of the matter is the very last part of that, it says that he was not their prisoner they were his come on and that's the thing that we've been talking about that we we are not in bondage uh to the world's system to the world's way of beings in fact the truth of the matter is is that we uh have been made free because the scripture says whom the son sets free he is free indeed indeed we are free indeed we are and so free. then we started talking about hebrews and in hebrews chapter 2 verse 1 one of the things it reminds us of which we've been reminding people of weekly is that this is why it is so crucial that we be all the more engaged and attentive to the truths that we have heard so that we don't drift off course mm -hmm. and so the reason we spent 
literally three and a half, four weeks talking about a singular scripture is because we wanted to get it so rooted in the life of people that they did not get off course where that word is concerned. Now, I want to jump in because mm -hmm. I want to say this because I think this is a very important because someone may be asking, especially if they're new here, they haven't been at Fellowship of Champions mm -hmm. very long. Well, Pastor Elwin, what do you mean? Pastor Elwin, what do you mean that I'm free when I can literally see this bondage in my life. And I want to tell you that that's why we talked so much last year about how important it is to walk by faith. Here's what this means. It means that when you find out that Jesus has said you are free, even if you seem to be standing in bondage, it's so important that you begin to come into agreement with what God has said about you as opposed to what you can see. The Bible says we don't live by our feelings. We don't live by what we see. We live by what God said. Why? Because the more we begin to declare we are free. See, the more you declare you're broken, the more brokenness you're going to see mm -hmm. in your life. But the more you declare you're free, the more freedom you're going to see yes. in your life. Yes. Because you don't see life as it is. You see life as you are. Right. So it's very important. We're not saying that you don't have natural things happening in your life. We don't say that you don't have natural challenges in your life. We're saying that because of Jesus Christ, he has given us dominion and authority over every one of those challenges. And it begins with us walking by faith. That means we have to be willing to trade our story for his. Yep. Well, which is the reason that one of our uh, signature statements has been is that as believers, as believers, we must have an understanding of who we are in Christ. Yes. When you're talking about walking by faith, that's about who we are in Christ, mm -hmm. because we know aside from God, we can do nothing. But with him, we can do we can do all, all things. things, all things. Uh, and so as believers, we must have this understanding uh, of who we are in Christ. And we must have the understanding that all power that comes uh from Christ has been given to us. Mm -hmm. And I know that that is something that it almost scares people or it, we, we have a natural human tendency to want to water it down. But Jesus himself said the same power that got him out of the grave is the same power he gave to us. And so as a result of that, if we're going to be successful in life, then we must have a standing of who we are in Christ. Now, we know that the enemy uh, in this world in general has done an awesome job of trying to convince us that we are somebody other than who Christ says we are. Mm -hmm. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that. Because we, 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 we allow things to happen externally to us that then dictate who we really are. But the truth is we are who we are in Christ. Yes. Whatever happens outside of us, that's not who we are. Those are just circumstances. But we know that Christ has given us the power and the authority to overcome all of those circumstances. It's why he says in Hosea chapter four, verse six, he warns us. He basically says, my people are what? Destroyed. Destroyed. Why? For lack, lack of knowledge. knowledge. But not because thou, it says, because thou has rejected knowledge. He says, then I'll also have to reject you. That there shall be no, pre you shall be no priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy children. And that's why we went back to Hebrews 2 and 1 and says that's why we got to be all the more engaged. We have to be more we engaged. We have to be engaged so that we don't end up being destroyed, not because God has some big red button in heaven and he's waiting to hit the button to zap us. 
God's not destroying us. What destroys us? Our lack of knowledge. Our lack of knowledge. Or our rejection. The, or, or the rejection of knowledge or the acquisition of the wrong knowledge. Acquisition of we the spend a lot knowledge. of time in the wrong acquisition of that knowledge. Uh, that's why John 8 and 32 then tells us, and you shall know the truth. And when you know the truth, it shall make you free. And we talked about that a little bit we last did. week. That we the did. truth, it doesn't just set you free. Just set Some you translations free. say set you yeah. free, but literally the truth makes you free yeah. what does we, it mean we use that example of the cake right yes it's that what it means to make you free is that if you will plant the truth of god in your heart mm. it will make you something different mm. it will make you mm. something different and i want to give this illustration because i think this is we I th when you talk about one of the things is that it's been we've gotten a lot of misinformation about who we are. Mm -hmm. We've gotten a lot of misinformation about how big the devil is. And we've got a lot of misinformation about what God is supposed to do. Right. The first thing I want to tell you is that God has already done everything he's going to do. Yes. God has already done everything he's going to do. Some of you just went, oh, my God, what does that mean? It means that God has already given you the power. He's already put everything in place. So God is not going to come down and take your anger. God is not going to come down and make you get a better job. God is not going to come down and improve your marriage. He's giving you everything you need to do it, but he's also giving you a new identity. And I think this will really help us in, if we see ourselves properly. Let's say if you go to the Pacific Ocean, right? Mm -hmm. You go to the Pacific Ocean and you stick a gallon jug in the ocean mm -hmm. and you gather that water, yeah. right? And then you bring that water back to Arkansas mm -hmm. where we live, right? Mm -hmm. What do you have in that jug? The Pacific Ocean. You have the Pacific Ocean in that jug. Yeah. What you need to understand is that when you were born again, you dipped in like the Pacific Ocean mm -hmm. and no matter where you are in the world. Yeah. So when you became born again and people really hate this and I know this going to make some of y'all You're not no Lake DeGray. No, you're not Lake DeGray. <laughs> no, no, you're not Lake DeGray. You're not you're Lake the Pacific Fayetteville. Ocean. You are the Pacific Ocean. Right. And one of the challenges for <laughs> believers is you keep calling yourself something that you aren't. Mm -hmm. When you are, you keep calling yourself mm -hmm. rejected. You keep calling yourself abused you keep calling yourself unlovable mm -hmm. you keep calling yourself an addict mm -hmm. you keep calling yourself that but god made you pacific mm -hmm. ocean he literally when we're born again you know and it's it, 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 the bible says it it says a little strick is a piece of strick, mm -hmm. right? So if you're born again you're a little god mm -hmm. no one saying don't freak out y'all no one saying you are god because you ain't god mm -hmm. But it's saying that you are everything that God is. Just like in your jug of Pacific Ocean, it is everything that the Pacific Ocean is made of, right? When you are born again, you are everything, everything. that God is made of. Everything. That means you don't now need God to come in and physically come to your house to get the devil out your mm -hmm. house. It means now because you are Pacific Ocean, you have the same attributes as the big ocean over there. You can do everything it could do. If you get that, yeah. It will change how you live. It is. It, it will. It will, it will change how you live. You know, which goes right into this idea you were kind of talking about, like, what is authority? Where does it come from? And you kind of gave a wonderful illustration of that. 
So authority is delegated power. Mm -hmm. So this is why I have the right to declare my healing, my peace, my financial prosperity. I have the right to do that because it's God himself is the power behind our authority. So, for example, people get real, you know, they get real in their feelings about this issue of money. Right. You know what I'm saying? They're so offended. But the reason I got a right to say that wealth and riches is in my house is because he said it first. Mm -hmm. I'm just bold enough to agree Mm -hmm. with him. Many of you, you're living such watered down lives. You're afraid to say what God is saying about you. And because you won't say what God is saying about you, you can't have what God is saying about you. You need so to be saying you, what God is saying about you. You need to say what God has said about yes. you. So God is the delegate. God is the authority, the power source behind wealth and riches, mm-hmm. behind healing, behind salvation, behind all of these different things, right? And this is what I love about it, that both God and all the angels mm-hmm. and the the enemy and all the demons respond to the word. Mm-hmm. So God they're obligated to. They're obligated, they're obligated to. obligated to, to, to recognize that power and authority. And what they're trying to do is to get us to not the, understand. The devil. Yes, right. the devil's yep. trying to get us not to understand. He, he, what he wants to do is to make us think that that power and authority is not what he knows it is. Yes. He knows that power and authority is, is what defeated him. And he doesn't want us to recognize that because if we do, then we'll do the same thing that Jesus did, which is defeat the enemy in every area of our life. So what I'm hearing you say is that if I can become disciplined enough not to talk about my feelings, mm-hmm. if I can become disciplined enough not to call myself what other people call me, mm-hmm. if I can become disciplined enough to say about myself what God is saying, then I'll have what God is saying. Mm-hmm. And the enemy has no choice but to bow. He has. He's obligated to recognize it when you when you recognize it. So then if you were the enemy, mm-hmm. a strong strategy would be to get people to be so committed to their story, Mm -hmm. so committed to what they think happened to them, so committed to how they think they were wrong that they will not say about them what God has said about them. To get them to be so committed to anything other than the truth. I don't care what it is. Yeah, yeah, I don't care if it's yeah. your story, if it's somebody else's story. If I can get you to be so committed to anything other than the truth, I've won. No, this is beautiful because you just use a scripture where it says, and the truth will make you free. It will make you. So what the enemy wants to do is to present everything to us other than the truth. Yes. Because he knows if we use anything other than the truth, we won't get mm-hmm. free. That's so right. this is why in 1 Peter 5, 8 and 9, it tells us to be sober, yes. to be vigilant, because our adversary, the devil, is as a roaring lion. He's walking about seeking who he may devour. Now, I want to say yeah. this. He's walking about. He's looking for somebody to devour. How does he determine who he can devour? He looks for people who do not walk in truth. Mm-hmm. He looks for people. Where he, I used to like this, where he finds the word lacking. Where he? Oh, I remember when you used to say where, that. Where he, he the finds, person he's looking to devour is where he can find the word lacking because the word will rebuff him. So he's got to find somebody where that word is lacking because then he can attack because he, he, he can, he's stronger than them except for where the word is. And then it tells us who resists steadfast, mm-hmm. steadfast. We st- we consistently stay in faith, yes. knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's saying we know we have an enemy. 
We know, hear me. Now, people may be saying, Pastor you said that the enemy was defeated. Yes, he was defeated, but there is still time. And as long as there is time until the appropriation of time and Jesus comes back, it's our responsibility to stand in this delegated mm -hmm. authority and to exercise this authority over the enemy so that we can stay in a place of freedom. The Bible tells us that the devil should never be, you know, I, I don't know about you, but at, we used to have these testimony services where people say, and the devil was talking to me all night long and he wrestled with me all night long. If that's what's happening to you, it's because he's in the wrong place. Yeah. Because the Bible says there's only one place the devil belongs. Be under, he's supposed to be under, under your, your feet. How do you put him under your feet with the truth of the word? Then Ephesians 6 and 10, it says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Let me help you, friends. You're not going to be strong in the Lord if you don't have strength in the mm -hmm. word. You're not going to be strong in the Lord because you just run around shouting or because you crying. I, I, I want to help some of y'all. God don't hear your prayers because you cry. God doesn't hear your prayers because you holler and you scream because you talk loud. God responds to faith in his word, to faith in his word. So we're going to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Let me say something real quick. You know, when when you were talking about first uh, Peter five and eight and talking about standing fast with the word. Right. Mm -hmm. And and that and, and knowing that what I, what we're going through, other people have went through. Right. That reminded me back when we was talking a couple of weeks ago in Hebrews 14. In Hebrews 14, the very first um, scripture there, I think it's in the very first verse. Um, there it is on the screen. It says, since all his children, that's us, right? Have flesh and blood. So Jesus became what? Human. Why? To, to fully, fully identify, identify with, with us. us. He did this. Why? So well, that he could experience death and alienate the effects of its intimidating of the intimidating accuser who holds against us the power of death. By embracing death, Jesus sets free those who live their entire lives. What? In bondage to the tormenting dread of death. We know that the Bible says that the wages of sin is death. Right. So what we're going through, that's why I tell people all the time, look, we're not going to tell you that if you come and give your life to Christ, you're not going to have problems. You're not going to have situations that come up that, that are going to be rough. You're not going to have you're not you're not going to not experience loss. You're not going to never experience defeat. What we're saying, though, is that when those things come, you need to be able to pull back on the fact that Jesus faced all these things, too. And because Jesus faced all of these things and did it successfully, the same power he used to be successful in doing that, he's given to us. So it's like it's like it's like you having a key to to a secret vault. And you says this key to this secret vault, secret vault opens this door. If you give me the key, that same key ought to work. It doesn't matter who's who's controlling the key. It's the key that works. It's the key that it's works. It's the power that caused Jesus to be victorious. That's what he gave us, the same power. So whatever we're facing, because he's already faced it all, we have the power to be victorious. And what I love about it is that when you really begin to understand that, it really shifts you from being a person. One of the things that I say to my clients all the time, they get upset. In fact, somebody talked about us on a podcast this week about it, Heather and her husband. And it, it is that I say you're special, but your situation is not unique. Right. And what happens is, is that the enemy wants you to believe that your situation is unique so that when someone hands you the key, you talk about why the key won't work yeah. for you. 
but but it works but it's the same key but though. it's the same key the, 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 the same key that that starts your car if you gave it to somebody else your car gonna start unless there's something wrong with the car it's not the key and so jesus has given us the key no and i think that that's so important because when you begin to understand this authority you move from a person who's like why did this happen to me to being a person who says i'm equipped for this battle mm -hmm. you move from a person to becomes a person who says i'm engineered to overcome life circumstances matter of fact everybody needs to put that in the mm -hmm. comments i am engineered. engineered i've been reprogrammed mm -hmm. to overcome life circumstances mm -hmm. there is not a circumstance that i can face that there is not a word that can bring uh, you you lost your mother there is a word of healing you um you had financial loss there is a word of recovery i'm built for adversity i'm built for I'm adversity built for. and one of the challenges for believers is that you're trying to run from adversity you're hiding your head in the sand where you need to be like tombstone yeah. like doc holiday where yeah. you like i'll, I'll be, be your huckleberry, huckleberry. Right. You, when you begin to understand who you are you're not crying because the devil did what he did you you just start reaching in your tool bag and pulling out the sword and pulling out the shield. In fact, you know, it's funny because sometimes people will put this thing on Facebook and they go, you know, um, the devil trembles when you put your feet on the floor. Not if you don't know who you are. Right. If you don't know who you are, he laughs when you put your feet on the floor. But when you begin to use the word, the way Jesus used the word, because I want to be clear, the word is the power source. When we're talking about it power, is the, key. The, the, the word is mm -hmm. the key. We're not talking about some separate power. We are talking about how the word becomes everything it says that God says it is. That's such a powerful statement. I am I'm just reading all these other coming mm -hmm. in. I, all the, I'm reading all these people's comments that says I am engineered to overcome life circumstances. You think about that. I don't know what everybody out there is facing. It's almost a hundred people who are listening on different platforms. I don't know what everybody's going through right now. What I'm assured of is anybody who's willing to trust God has been designed and engineered to overcome whatever challenges they face. No, I love that. And I want you to listen because faith can be built with statements it can i want you to say it again i'm engineered to overcome Copy life it if you have to say it again say it out of your mouth yes. i am engineered i to am engineered overcome. to we, overcome listen, remember, all of life circumstances you remember i taught this series called don't be a faith punk mm -hmm. don't be a faith punk yeah. we are not the type of people who cave in and quit yeah. every time something happens yeah. we are not the type of people who get in bed and pull the covers over our heads we Look, eat we eat adversity we eat adversity <laughs> we eat adversity, we eat adversity. Yes. In fact, listen, let me tell y'all something. Let me tell y'all, th this is a good word for some of you who have insomnia. One of the reasons that the enemy keeps waking you up in the middle of the night is because you don't know what to do when he mm. wake you up. Mm -hmm. But I bet you if you get up and you start praying in tongues and you start decreeing and declaring, I bet you he'll stop interrupting your sleep. <laughs> he interrupts your sleep because what you do when your sleep gets interrupted is you get on Facebook and say, who else is up? No, what you ought to say is, listen, he has said in his word that he gives his beloved sweet sleep. And I am his beloved, and so I deserve sweet sleep. So since you want me to be up, hold on, let me pull this out, and let me begin to decree and declare. Let me show you how I'm built. Let me show you how I'm built. <laughs> since you don't want me to sleep, yes. see, you, listen, let yes. me tell you something. Yes. Until yes, you yes, begin yes. to use the word, you don't make it costly for the enemy to trouble mm -hmm. you. 
If you don't use the word, it don't cost him nothing to trouble you. Now, this is what the Bible tells us in Proverbs. It says, if the thief be caught, he must repay sevenfold. Mm -hmm. So you've got a purpose in your heart that the that when the enemy messes with you, you will make it costly. If the enemy messes with your kids, you begin to pray for other people's kids, your kids and grandkids and great-grandkids and great-great-grandkids you never going to see. If the enemy, if your mother um dies of cancer, you get in and you deal with healing and you'll be like, Yep. Listen, my mother went to hip, my mother went to heaven, but I'm about to get proficient mm -hmm. in praying for cancer because let me tell you something. I'm built for this. I'm overcome. Let me show you how I'm built. Yes, you really want yes, this. Yes, yes. When yes, the enemy yes. would, would meet, when demons would meet Jesus, when demons would meet Jesus, they would say, Why are you here to torment mm -hmm. me? You literally ought to walk into a space and they ought to go, Ooh, nobody told us Chris Valley was going to be here. Mm -hmm. They ought to, you ought to go. Nobody told me Brenda Jones was gonna mm -hmm. be here. Nobody, nobody told me Heather and Ebony mm -hmm. was gonna be here. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't know they was gonna be mm -hmm. here. But see, as long as you show up, excuse me, excuse me for just saying it. As long as you show up like a faith punk, believing it because you're born again that nothing should ever happen to you, getting offended every time mm -hmm. something happens to you, caving in and quitting, saying stuff like "I wonder if God loves me," "I wonder why this happens to me." See, because you got to get in order for authority to really work, you got to get the right perspective. Mm -hmm. The right perspective is this. The Bible says every good and perfect gift comes from God. Mm -hmm. So if it ain't a good gift, I already know where it came mm -hmm. from. Did you hear what I said? Mm -hmm. If it's not a good gift, I already know where it came yes. from. And so some of you pastor said earlier, you got to unlearn some stuff. You got to unlearn this idea that God made you sick so he could heal mm -hmm. you like he's a terrorist. That God made you sick because you um to, because to get you to come back to the Lord. That God took your grandmama because you was shacking. You got to dismantle that stuff and you've got to put things in proper perspective. Every good and perfect gift comes from God. If it ain't good and perfect, it didn't come from God. If it didn't come from God, yep. I know how to deal with it. I deal with it with the word. Amen. 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 And, and we spent so much time, you know, I don't want to, I, I mean, we're going to mention it, but we spent, we spent really a whole uh, month almost talking about where that authority comes from. And we've said it again today. That authority comes from Jesus. We're not telling anybody that um, we need to somehow be out here trying to conjure up our own strength. If you try to engage the enemy in your own strength, you're going to lose. Going you know, to lose. We say all the time, the enemy ain't got no power. He doesn't over the believer who's believing in the word, right? But over you, apart from the word, you're, you're defenseless against him. And so you're just you, not that smart. You're, just, you're, not, you're not. You're not that strong. You ain't you're been not, around that. You ain't been around long enough. <laughs> but if you will walk with yes. God, if you will be, which is one of the reasons. Hear me, guys. That's why we're always asking you, what did God say? Yes. Because you don't have authority to just. If someone is in the military, they cannot do anything more than their supervisor, yes. their commander gives them permission to do. Right. That is why it's so important for us. To to be able to hear God so we know. It makes me think of this, the story of Ziglag. When David came back to Ziglag mm -hmm. and the soldiers came back yeah. and they had taken the, the wives, yeah. they had taken the children, they had taken the cattle Burn and they the had camp. burnt the camp yeah. down. And the Bible says that now first David had a human response. They cried. The Bible says he cried till there was no more crying in him. The people that was with him began to talk about stoning them. Mm -hmm. Now it's what you got to remember. Because what they were saying, if we had been out there with David, we could have protected 
not wives and kids. But listen, it also tells you how fast people are turning turn on you. Because when David was in the cur in the cave, they bought they broken, no money, yep. no success having yep. stuff to David. And he turned and them he into turned a Wakandan them, army. He turned them into a Wakandan <laughs> or army. But when things got tough, they wanted to stone That's him. Right. But the Bible says that David began to encourage himself in the Lord. And I always use, I take liberty with this, that I believe that this is how David encouraged himself in the Lord. He began to reflect on all the other victories God had given him. I take your same liberty. He, he began to like, he, God, you was with me this time. You was with me this time. You was with me when I fought David, when I fought Goliath. You did this, you did this. All of the things that, that he had that he knew he had given credit to God for, he began to rehearse those things. Now, so let us ask you this question before we finish the Ziglag story. When trouble comes, mm. what are you rehearsing? What are you rehearsing? When trouble comes, Ooh, what are you child. rehearsing? When, see, because here's what I see about a lot of the saints. And here's what's, what's sad about that. You be done one 10 times and maybe you had one loss, but instead of re instead of rehearsing the 10 wins, you're looking at the one loss. Huh. No, I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> like literally, in the month of March, you had supernatural financial breakthrough yes. and now in april you looking at lack and you tell my where is god he the same god the that same brought harvest god. last month because that's who god. he is i believe let me tell you what i believe i believe mm. that david was laid on the floor because everybody knows david was emotional i believe that david was laid on that ground and i believe that his victory started to preach to him mm -hmm. see you seem to let your victories preach to him mm. i believe that his victories begin to say to him on the inside david do you remember the bear mm -hmm. david do you remember the lion mm -hmm. and david begin to get strength but i gotta tell some of y'all the truth. Some of you, the problem is, is that when you get in a bad situation, you won't let the word encourage mm. you. You're so high off of this emotional negativity that when the word tries to encourage you, when the Holy Spirit tries to speak to you about what, how God has brought you out, you won't let yourself ship. I believe that because the Bible tells this, it says, it says it'll quicken your mortal body. Mm -hmm. I believe that as he began to rehearse his victories, it began to give strength to his body. And when he got strength, he turned around and asked God this question. He said, um, shall hey, God, shall I pursue? And the Lord said, yeah, get him, boy. You shall not only pursue, but you shall surely overcome. And Some, recover all. And recover and all. Don't forget that. And recover all. <laughs> Some of you can't hear your message for recovery because you're too busy mm. crying. You're too busy talking about wipe what you lost. You wipe your tears and Stand get in up. Faith. Begin to rehearse. Begin to open up your mouth and say listen Believe this money may God. look funny now but you know what I remember back when this situation right here I remember this situation right here and then you start pulling in other testimonies I remember Nietzsche's testimony and I remember Zoe's testimony and I remember Nadia's testimony and because the Bible says that we are encouraged and we overcome by testimony yes. not by whining That's not right. by complaining yep. not by talking about how it's not how yep. fair it is right. you gotta learn to say I'm not a faithful punk and i will be your huckleberry mm -hmm. i will be i will be amen i will be amen so you going to three i mean, I mean yeah i mean that's okay. that's just so good to me because it's like you know at the end of the day we can we can share these points but if you don't get that if you don't get this part that listen you are going to be faced sometimes with troubles it's just going to being a christian does not exempt you from life circumstances I think I need to say that again. Being a Christian, being a believer, saying that you love Jesus does not exempt you 
from life circumstances. But believing in God and understanding you have the power and authority that he had will allow you to face any challenge you come and go, you know what? I've been engineered to overcome this. I've been engineered. And because to you believe that going into the situation, you never think of defeat. You're only thinking I win. Why? Because that's all Christ did. All he did was win. Well, how do I get the confidence, Pastor, to, to, to talk like that? The Bible. The, the Bible. Bible. The Bible. <laughs> it's the Bible. You know what's fascinating to me? Here's what's fascinating. People ask us, they say, what, do, what how do you know that? Where do you get that from? The Bible. the Bible. We, the Bible. We read what Jesus said. You know what's fascinating to me? The Bible tells us Jesus is the word. He is. I am fascinated by the number of people who love Jesus but don't love the word. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fascinated by that because I'm well, like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, well, all these things again. All right. I'm a, they are fascinated with the idea of Jesus. Oh, you mean like sometimes people are fascinated with the idea of a wedding, but they don't want to be married? There you go. Oh, like that. Just got like it. That. Got it. Folks Just are, like folks that. Folks want a wedding. They don't want to do the work to be married. Just have a party, guys. <laughs> Just have a party. Just have a party. It's a lot Put less a grief. <laughs> Put a bread dress on, bring a cake, have a party. But the Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 28. Verse 18 through 20, it says now, uh, it, it, I'm going to read it. I'm going to read like this. It says, Jesus came and said to his disciples, all authority, all power of absolute rule in heaven and on earth has been given to me. He says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Help the people to do what? Learn of me. We we, see about, we spent about four weeks on this. Learn of me. Learn of me. Believe, believe in me. In me. And obey my words. <laughs> Baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything that I have commanded you. He says, and lo, watch this, I will be with you always, remaining with you perpetually, regardless of circumstances, and on every occasion, even to the end of the age. So when we say to you, hey, make this declaration, I am engineered to overcome all of life circumstances. And you say, well, how can you say that? We say because Jesus told us. Because Jesus told us Jesus that. says, Lo, I'm going to be with you. So if Jesus is with me, I cannot lose. He says, I'm going to be with you, remaining with you perpetually. That means there's no time that he's not with me. It doesn't matter how good it's looking or how bad it's looking. He is still with me. He says, regardless of the circumstances and on every occasion. That's why we go back to what you said when we say to people, listen, you are special but your situation is not unique you you're a special person but what you've been through other people have been through that and worse and jesus has already been through all of it and came out victorious and gave us the power to do the same no and i want to use an example here because this is a this is a story of our this is a, a story in our life of how we learn how to do this scripture right here right so the truth of it is is that before sin there was no poverty and scarcity right in the garden, they had everything in abundance, right? And so scarcity, poverty, lack came as a result of sin, yep. right? right. So what happened is, is that when we got married, we was pretty poor. Yeah. We was college students yeah. Yeah. and we was pretty poor, yeah. right? And for a long time, we tried to do the natural things that people said that you should do to break you through, right? right? right. And so you, we get better jobs mm -hmm. and but what would happen is that we I mean we we were making more money but we never could break free financially right now then the Bible says Jesus came and he said he says help the people to learn of me mm -hmm. to believe in me and to obey my words mm -hmm. now listen 
So we went to church during all this time, right? Mm -hmm. We went to church every week. They would talk about tithing, right? Yeah. And every week, we we didn't tithe consistently. We would tithe. The truth is, we tithe. We didn't. We never tithe. We gave when we had extra money. We gave when we had extra <laughs> because money. Because we talk about the difference in what a tither is as opposed to someone who just who just gives. Sometimes when you are a tither, you're committed to it. You're committed it's to it. It's not something you do occasionally. But we, but at the, as, to your point, we weren't tithers. We weren't tithers, right? And we always felt like, because here's the lie of scarcity. If we that, just had. That if we had more, mm -hmm. we would give more. Yep. And what happened is we began to really, we began to pray about why we couldn't break through financially. Mm -hmm. Why we couldn't break financial struggle yep. off of our lives, yep. right? And I'll never forget this. Taylor was four years old, yep. right? And the Lord said to us, Quit robbing the tithe. I told this story the first week that I was teaching partnership class about tithing. You did. So, so go ahead so people know we, I wasn't making this right. up. We, he said, quit robbing the tithe mm -hmm. because the promise of the tithe is that he will open up the windows of heaven and pour you out an empowerment. Mm -hmm. Now I need you to hear this. He does not pour out cars. Right. He does not pour. <laughs> God ain't just dropping cars from the sky. That would be dangerous. Right. He's not just dropping houses from the, but what he do is he will put an empowerment on your life and this is what he says he says if you will bring the tithe i will rebuke the devourer so what we have been trying to fix through budgeting what we have been trying mm -hmm. to fix by getting another job and Dave all of Ramsey that stuff and all, that, and all yeah. that stuff nothing was happening literally we made a vow that year in november we decided yep. that we would not go into 2000 where it was 1999 yep. we would not go into 2000 still in the tide yep. that we did not care if our lights got cut off we did not care if we had to move in with family. We would not See, rob God again. Same story I told y'all during the partnership class. I wasn't making that up. We came into agreement and said we didn't care. We even said we wouldn't do Christmas gifts. We literally, when we sat down to do the money, we was like, there's no way we can afford Christmas yep. gifts. There's yep. no way we can afford Christmas gifts. And so we, and then Shantae, our good friend Shantae, mm -hmm. her mother, who knew none of this, none of this. said the Lord told her to buy all of Taylor's Christmas gifts yep. that year. Yep. So now we got Christmas taken care of. But here's a better part of the story yep. is that we didn't have any money left yep. when we got through paying the tithe and all of the bills. The first thing that happens is that we used to live in Conway at the time. Elwin's mother comes to our house and brings us groceries. Yep. She had never done that before. She comes to our house. She brings us all this groceries. So now we got food. Then we go to pay the daycare bill. Yep. Now anybody ever paid daycare? You know if you paid up on daycare. You know baby. if you, you ain't never. You know if you paid up up on daycare. You ain't daycare, accidentally paid the extra You ain't week. accidentally paid. We go to <laughs> pay the when check. Got, when, when you, you got, got, got the extra week. We go to pay daycare and yep. she tells us that some that we have a two week credit. Yep. So now we have money to that we didn't have before. Here's the thing I'm trying to say. And we was like, are you sure? Because what are you we don't sure? want you to do is to come back next week and kick our baby out of daycare. I just told that lady, I said, if I leave here with this check, you ain't never getting this money. Because I mean, you just ain't. You better be, you better know that you know that you know that you know. She and said, she was no, like, it's no, paid. It's paid. Anyway, what happened is this, is that many of you, you're hearing teaching but you haven't put your weight on it. Mm -hmm. And we have been teaching this since we started tithing in 1999. In 1999, when we started teaching, there is power you will never experience until you get engaged in it. You got to pass the test. You got to pass the test. Yes. You And many of you, when pressure comes, 
you don't pass yeah. the test. Yeah. And so now the truth of it is we live at a level we never dreamed of living at. And we're not done yet. And right? we haven't missed a tithe in 21 years. And we years. haven't missed a tithe in 21 years. We also then learn to give offerings. Yes, to We sow. also then learn to be sowers. Yes. And every year since that year, when we look at the end of our giving, we are amazed at how much we have given. And we are also amazed at all of the experiences that we've had that we could not have paid for. In fact, we so believed in the time. Now, I tell this story, and I always preface this by saying, I'm not telling anybody to do this. I got a word from God. Because what did God this. say? What did God say? I got a word from God. But there was a time in our life where I had a desire to make a certain amount of money. And we had been praying about it and talking about it. I think it was when you make it. your first 100000 right? I think it was. I think it was. I wanted to make, wanted to make $100,000 before I was a certain age. I forget what the age was. Maybe it was 30 or something sure but i wanted to make a hundred thousand dollars a year before that time and the lord said to me i'm not telling anybody else to do this he said to me he said then tithe like it and at the time i was not making a hundred thousand dollars but i started tithing every week as though i made a hundred thousand dollars whatever my tithes would have been had i been made a hundred thousand dollars i was and it wasn't but a few months later and i started making over a hundred thousand dollars for the first time well, I love that. Now, here's what happens on the other end. So now on the other end, 21 years of being faithful in the time, mm -hmm. 21 years of sowing every time God tells us mm -hmm. to sow, because we live by Second Corinthians that we are prompt, quick yep. to do givers. Mm -hmm. Now, here's what Whose happens. Whose heart is in our living. Along the way, we have taught this so many times. We've tried to teach it to our family. We've tried to teach it to our yep. friends. We've tried to teach it to the people that we go to church with. Over and over again, we have said, you're never going to live in this level of revelation and authority until you live in this level of revelation mm -hmm, and authority mm -hmm. because here's what Strick and I have now you can't talk us no, out of God's sir. provision because we tried him for ourselves. Yep. Many of you, when it's time to let God prove that he will be God, you pump out and you go back to what you see and what you feel. And it's the only place in scripture where he says, prove me. Prove it me. It is the only place in scripture where he says, all right, prove me. Prove me and see if I. See. see let me, give me an opportunity to show you who I am. So now, 21 years later, we take a vacation, we do something for our kids, we remodel our house, and people say things like that. That happens because you're a pastor. I know broke pastors. Right. They don't happen because right. we're a pastor. Right. That happens because we participate in this authority mm -hmm. that God has made available, mm -hmm. and so this power comes on our lives. That happens literally. I, we got a young lady who got a testimony who literally said that she was in a situation where she, she was in a bad situation and she needed some help, and she said you and your crew and the church literally put us in a situation that it previously took us four years to save. Why? Because we're not just talking about this. We be about this. We don't tell people to tithe yeah. and we don't right. tithe. Right. We don't tell people to sow and we, we don't, don't sow. sow we always go first. Yeah. It is our heart's desire where us and the Marlows and the Valleys have been fighting about this for years. Who will be the biggest givers in the church? Every single year, it's our desire to be the biggest giver. Why? Because it gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater. You're like, why am I talking about 
about money because now what happens on the other end is people go, oh, Sean and Strick, they over here living large. But when we were sacrificing, you didn't want to participate in the sacrifice. Now you think it happens because we're preachers. Now you think it happens because we're special. Now you want to create some reason why it happens for us and it don't happen for you. And here is why it doesn't happen for you. You don't believe enough to obey. Because the same power, the same power, the same authority, the same authority is available to every believer. It's available to, it's every, available believer. to every believer. You just got to be willing to participate in God's system. My friend Yannicka said this the other day. She said, here's what I know about the tithe. She said, I don't care how broke you are when you start. Mm, she said, on. I don't care how much you don't have when you come start. On. I don't care if you don't have the money but to give a dollar offering when you get through. She said, what I know is that God will not allow a tither and a giver to stay broke. He won't. I, let won't. me tell you why he won't. He let won't. me tell you, because I'm talking about, see, you're like, what does this have to do with authority? You'll never take authority over the spirit of poverty if you don't come into God's system that's designed to take authority mm -hmm. over the spirit of mm -hmm. poverty. So every day you can get up and post, good morning, millionaires and billionaires. You ain't going to be one. Every day you can get up and say, it's my harvest time, but you don't have seed in the ground. In 2 Corinthians, it tells us God gives seed to the sower yes. and bread to the yes. eater. I just want to help you if you're not a sower you don't need no seed yeah, yeah. and so we I'm, I'm telling you you want to take authority because i know that there are so many people they want to take authority over lack they're tired of struggling they're tired of being in a situation and they don't they wonder they wonder they will say pastor sean how can i get out i gotta be willing to do what matthew 28 says yeah. i have to be willing to learn of me because this is what babe always says and i love it when you say this tithing is not a money issue. It's really not. Tithing is a heart issue. Tithing is a trust issue. When you won't tithe, hear me. People want to make me. it a money issue. It's though. not a money because issue. If they make it a money issue, they can say, well, the church just wants your money. The pastor just wants your money. So-and-so just wants your money. But we know it's not a money issue because you don't look at Walmart that way. You don't look at Dillard's that way. You don't look at the movie theater that way. And the truth of it is, that's all they want is your money. Because it costs them 30 cents to pop that popcorn, but they charge you $10 for it. They want your money. So tithing is not a money issue. Tithing is about a heart and trust issue. And if money was not important to us, it wouldn't be important to God. Because God doesn't need your money. The only reason that he uses money as that mechanism is because he know how humans are tied to it. That's humans it. are tied to it. That's it. It's a trust issue. So I don't care how much you shout and I don't care how much you run and I don't care how much you jump. If you don't tie, you do not trust God in the Oh, sorry. We need to quit hitting because we didn't got super excited. <laughs> sorry, we're gonna stop hitting the table. I think we're um, hitting the mic. If you do not tie you do not trust God in the area of financial provision. Mm -hmm. Now, you may trust God to protect your kids, but you do not trust him with your finances, which is why you will not give your provision to him. Yep. Amen. Amen. So this is about authority, right? This is about authority. And we we cannot give you false. Sometimes people go, somebody put in the comments, y'all are so honest. We owe y'all to tell you the places we struggle. Yep. We owe you to tell you the places that we fail. And we also owe you to tell you that we always overcome because we do it God's way. Somebody asked me one time, they said, why they, they asked a legitimate question. They said, why do you and Pastor Sean spend time talking about uh, some of your failures? And I said to them, if we don't attribute 
to the people we're talking to about our failures, how can they really appreciate our success? Because the truth of it is people just talk about their successes. And what that says is, oh, well, that's they're special. It's different for them. Man, no, we have struggled in so many areas. We're, we talked about the areas we struggle in our marriage. We talked about the area we struggle with parenting is concerned. We talk about the areas where we struggle where money is concerned. Why? Because now we're not in those areas. And what we know is that God is no respecter of persons. So if God did it for Edwin and Sean, then he'll do it for Gina and Steve or whoever, Gina, Steve. whoever, whoever they are, right? They'll do it, he'll do it for them. And so we don't we we talk about it not just to be transparent because we want you to know the process. We want you to know that wherever you are today does not have to be your end point. In fact, today, teaching, in fact, today can be the worst you ever live. Come on. Today can be the day that you never live any worse than this. Every single day can get better. We are firm believers in that. Why? Because we've lived it out. We've had some bad days. We had days where we in our marriage where we were hoping we could get five good days in the month. Now we're looking at five and six months before we even have a disagreement about what we want to eat. <laughs> I mean, things are just getting better, right? But that's what the Bible says. You should go from faith to faith and glory yes. to glory, right? And we also tell you this because the Bible says, hey, you guys find the comment Bianca just put up about how you can't pray for increase. Put that up on the screen. Um, it, 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 the Bible says you should... you. The Bible tells us we should go from faith to faith and glory to glory, and we should follow after those who through faith and patience have received the promise. Mm -hmm. If we don't tell you where we started, then how do you know how to follow, yeah. right? Yep. But I love what Bianca said because I believe that this is one of the places that the church is really messed up. Even with praying, you cannot pray increase without giving. Right. This is so important because the Bible does not tell us to pray for increase. The Bible tells us, and this is another thing about understanding authority. That's song says that no the song, the song says, says pray, for we pray for increase we pray for increase and i, and I like the prayer of jay like the song but that, that, right, right. the bible tells us that jabez pray for increase right. but scripture doesn't tell us to pray for increase right. scripture tells us that we do the things that god is telling us to do yep. he said if you want financial the seed is in itself. Mm -hmm. Think about this. When you cut an apple, what's on the inside of apple? apple an apple. Seed. Apple seed. Mm -hmm. So here's the... And, and the is, seed contains everything to reproduce itself and to become another apple. And the seed contains everything <laughs> it needs. And so what happens is, listen, I and I, I feel led to tell y'all this because I do know that so many people want financial breakthrough. Mm -hmm. And this is the authority thing. Like, let, let me just give you some examples of the way we sow. We're believing for a new car. Somebody gets a new car. We're going to cash out their money because we mm -hmm. want to pay for their oil change. We want to pay for their we pay we, for a payment. We want to do something. Somebody is on a vacation in a place that we want to be yep. in. We want we say, hey, have dinner on us. Mm -hmm. Somebody has a good marriage. Like, for example, we've been married 26 years. So, like, for example, we know couples who've been married 35 years, 40 years, and they're more in love than they ever were before. If they post on Facebook and they say we out to dinner, we on our phone cash up and have dinner on the Stricklands. Why? Because what you make happen for somebody else, we so into scholarships we sow into everything you can think of yep. because everything reproduces after its own kind it ain't no way in the world i'm gonna see somebody on a vacation where i want to be and they got the kind of life i want to have and i'm not like let, let me just slide this it's like when the mothers used to come home from college and they mm -hmm. slipped that five dollars mm -hmm. in your hand they were sowing into your future they were sowing into their future and many of you i want you to hear this because one a couple things you cannot be a sower if you're not a tither. Right. 
And and y'all not gonna like that, but you cannot be a soul. But join us on Wednesday night because we got part three of time. Because we got part three on time, and then we'll help you get you straight on that, right? Your your sowing, the tithe belongs to God. It'd be just like this. If you owe me a hundred dollars, right? If you owe if you owe me a hundred dollars, you can't take my hundred dollars and give it to Leslie and call it a C. Right. You just stole from me. That's my hundred dollars. You need to give (laughs) Leslie your hundred dollars. So when you take the tithe and give it to Habitat for Humanity, give it to somebody who needs an apartment, give it to somebody who needs gas, you just stole from God. You stole from God. And the reason you stole from God is because you don't trust him. Mm-hmm. You, you stole from God because you don't trust him. You don't him. trust him and you don't trust his process. You don't trust him and you don't trust and his process. And that's why you don't get involved in it. It's the same reason I wouldn't get involved in, 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 in certain uh, opportunities that people present to me. I don't trust the person and I don't, don't trust, trust the them. process. <laughs> uh, and so, so we literally, so the other thing too is that if you only sow occasionally, you're not a sower. No. There is a difference between somebody who grows tomatoes in a box in their kitchen and somebody who farms tomatoes. Right. Because if your tomatoes in your box don't produce, you yeah. still got a place to get tomatoes. Yeah. But the farmer who farms tomatoes is in that every day. Yeah. And I said this, Pastor Edwin and I have been living this way for a long time. We are literally looking for an opportunity to sow every day. Now, I'm, I don't know where he going to take it when I get through, but I'm going to say this. How do you sow every day? Very simply, you begin to ask God for mm-hmm. seed. Why? Because that will build your faith. Mm-hmm. Because let me tell y'all something. You never go sow a thousand dollars if you can't get if you can't pay for the person Starbucks behind mm-hmm. you. You're never gonna sow um ten thousand dollars if you can't give somebody the money for their gas to put in their car, right? So you begin to let God teach you that He can be trusted by asking God for seed every day. Mm-hmm. And what I found is that God is looking for distribution centers. This is still authority. So God, He's gonna use me. He wants to break poverty off of my life so he can then use me to break poverty mm-hmm. off of other people's lives, right? So I ask him for seed. You ask him for seed. Every day we're looking for an opportunity to sow seed, right? When God finds out you can be trusted, he's going to begin to direct more resources to you because there are people in the earth who need solutions. And you literally can go from the people who always needed the handout to being the people who are the distribution center. You can go from a person who literally can sow more money than you used to be able to give an offering and not miss it. And that is how you take authority. But you're never going to take authority over it just because you're confessing and you're praying. When the rubber meets the road, you're going to have to learn, believe, and obey. And, and and here's a prime example of that. And we can even close with this. If you okay. Want. But the week before we went on vacation, uh, I was teaching a partnership class and I, I, I didn't get nearly as far as I had wanted to. I spent way too much time in the introduction part of it. But I wanted to do that because I wanted people to have a really good foundation of understanding what we believe about tithe and offering. There's so much teaching out there about how you don't need to tithe and that's that's Old Testament or it's under the law and all those things. And so I went through and walked through and just showed them the tithing was 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 but was it predates the law, you know, and that it was always done out of a heart issue. Right. It was never about the amount. And so anyway, I was I did that whole teaching. Uh, and then the next week, uh, Pastor Ralph was teaching. But while we were in Vegas, I got a Facebook message from a young lady who said, hey, I was listening uh, to what she called a Bible study. She said, I was listening to Bible study. And she said, I had I had never been a tither. 
She said, but I decided that I was going to prove God because you said that it's the only place that he says to do it. So I was like, I'm going to do it and, and see. She said she in her Facebook, she basically said, I'm, I'm going to see if you and God are right. <laughs> and I'm cool with that because God's big enough to back up his own word. I'm not, I just repeat what God says. But what she did was she said uh, she was going to tithe when she got paid. She said, but she just kept having this thing about how all how she could spend the money all these different ways. She said, I went and got the money out of my savings account. She said, and I and I went to your website and I mailed it to the address. She said, and, and in the time that I mailed it to the church, she said, I know you haven't received it yet because I just mailed it the other day. She said, somebody in my family who I let borrow a significant amount of money almost two years ago got their stimulus money and came and apologized for not paying me back and paid me my money. Now, you can call that's it coincidence, him. you can call him. it whatever you want to, but I believe everything within me that the enemy was trying to scare her off of doing that tie because he was then trying to hold up what, what, what God had already was going to put in motion to happen to be released to her. And she I said, the that. money I sent in my tithe and offering that check, she said, what they owed me was three times that amount. I said, God, you're never going to be at a loss with God. And let me tell you something. And that is why you can't have guilt if you didn't previously tithe. Right. Because that guilt will keep yes. you from receiving. Yes. If you didn't tithe, if you've never tithe before and you decide to tithe now, you just need to start over. You just start you right just now. Start over, you just start over, right? Don't and be like, oh my God, I ain't been a tithe for 10 years. Listen, forget all that. You just start today. I love what Chris says. She says, unstop your plug and sow seed. Mm -hmm. But I also want to say this because this is important. It is not the amount of the seed. No. It's the obedience. How, how many times have we been praying this, that 2021 is a year of radical obedience. It's radical for fellowship obedience. for champions and, and all, all of his partners. partners. When we tithing is a part of that obedience and it's a part of the obedience that that is that is so deep because we know and people lie if they say it's not money is important babe money is super important that's why people get up and trade their time for it they get up and go to work for it it's the reason that they're afraid to part with it but when you know that you serve a god who is the source of everything you don't even see money as that big a deal because whatever god's asking you for you know he's going to give you back far more than you ever gave we used to say that all the time. You can't beat God's giving. No matter, no matter how, how hard, hard you, you try. try. So what? Just keep on giving. giving. <laughs> right. And I think that this is so important because and I think this was the righteous resolve we have because you always talk about righteous mm -hmm. resolve. Our righteous resolve in the beginning was that even if our lights got cut we off. We really didn't care. It was like we was, we, it was like. Let me tell you something. You're never going to stop the enemy from punking you until you don't have no reputation no more. Yep. That it's like. I would rather sink believing God than not do it God's way. And, and again, let me go back to say this because I don't want people to hear this and, and, and get inspired and then do something they're not supposed to do. Right. We're talking about our tithe. We know what our tithe is. When it comes to giving, you need to be able to hear God. Don't become emotional and be like, yes, I want to be like Pastor Sean, Pastor Edwin. I'm going to give away my rent money. No, 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 no. What did God say? What did God tell you to do? Because watch this. God won't ever ask you for what you don't have, but he may ask you for all that you have. So you got to understand that whatever he's asking you for, it's because he already knows you can give it. We just stop here because, listen, <laughs> he already knows just, you can just come back it. to this. Other stuff next week. <laughs> he just, already knows you can give it. And and here's the thing. We, because he has a process for already getting it back to you. He, I say this all the time. Now I'm going to be quiet and let you talk. God already knows what he going to do. What he going to do. 
Everybody put that in the comments. God, God already, knows already knows what he's gonna do. He, he's he, uh, he's waiting on me to do the thing I need to do because he already knows what he's gonna do when I do the thing I need to do. It's already set up. So you're waiting on God, but he's waiting. But on God's you. waiting on you. He's waiting on you. You're waiting on God. God, where's my increase go come from? Mm -hmm. He's like, I'm waiting on you to get involved in my system. I'm waiting on you to get involved in my confession. Mm -hmm. Listen, one of the greatest things of my life was to look back and be like, look how far we've come mm -hmm. in provision. And let me tell you what it'll do. This is what God really wants to do. That's why it's not about money. He wants to set you free from the torment that lack brings. Mm -hmm. He wants to really tithing is to set you free from giving sets you free from the torment. One of my daily confessions, I can never be broke. I'm a sower. Like right now, there are people who are hearing this message and they have two thoughts. I need to start tithing. But the other thought is if I do, I'm not going to have enough. You have to make the decision which one you're going to believe. Which one you go believe. That's what it comes down to. You got it. And what we did in 1999 was we made the decision that we would rather trust God than have lights. But you know what? Well, we've, we've never, never not, not had, had lights. We've never not had we've lights. Not had lights. <laughs> we've never not had we've lights. Never, in fact, we've had a whole lot more because we're tithers than we could have ever done if we kept the whole 100% ourselves. And you know what? Such a blessing to me. Um, because we did this, this, this doesn't include the church this, and, and no. I, this doesn't include the church. This means us last year during the pandemic, mm -hmm. we paid us yes. personally yes. so many people's rent. Yep. I want to show you how seed works. We paid people's rent and we began to confess that we were going to remodel our mm -hmm. house. Right. So literally we're paying people's rent with the money that we could use to remodel our house. Because the pandemic starts in March. Yes. We don't start remodeling until August. Until August. So during that time, every time somebody was needing something, we weren't like asking the church to do. We were like, this is an opportunity for us to sow. Somebody need somebody need rent. Let's do that. Some, some, somebody, somebody need that water bill paid. Let's do that. Because we were like, hey, instead of using this money to remodel our house, this is our seed. But how do we know that? Because that's what God said to us. So again, you have to hear God because I don't want people trying to just replicate what we did. I want you to hear God and obey him because if you obey God, then you have your provision. Well, and I want to say this, that if you decide to be bold enough to replicate, then don't punk out when the enemy is right. trying to make you that's look right. like nothing's happening. That's right. Because I think you can put a demand. I think I you think can, you can say, I, just I don't think you can you say, can, yes, no, you yes, can say, yes. I can, if Pastor Edwin said right now, I'm about to sow $100, I can say I match that I and I expect harvest. Yep. But what I can't do is then turn around and say, God failed me because something didn't happen or right Pastor then. Or me. Pastor Edwin tricked me. <laughs> right, because y'all right. always be lying on Pastor. <laughs> anyway, but anyway, the point is, we ended up helping all of those people and remodeling our house mm -hmm. and remodeling mm -hmm. our house. And the remodel ended up being don't hit the table, sorry, don't hit the table. <laughs> the remodel ended up being more than we thought it was going to uh, be. Yeah. <laughs> and we ended up getting so much favor and yeah. so much increase. But let me tell you something, because I want you to know how we live. We're not just talking about church. We have an amazing painter that painted for us. Yes. Right. He came in and we had had three quotes yep. and his price was significantly under everybody else's. Yep. Now, everybody else, many people would have just been excited about that. Yep. We were like, we can't pay that man that. Yep. When we saw how that man painted, we took his bid. Yes. But when we saw his work, 
We would like. There's no. We way. like. We there's like. No that would. It would be a lack of integrity. Out of integrity. For it us. would be out of integrity for us to pay this man this fee. Literally, we was giving him money, and he like, no, 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 no. We like, no. You go take this money. See, when you begin to understand how seed time and harvest works, instead of begging to hold on to your money, you will be like, no. You what you go do is you go take this money mm -hmm. because what you begin to understand is that see. I don't need your money, but you need to sow. Mm -hmm. Pastor Cynthia don't need my money, but I need to mm -hmm. sow. Dr. Freeman does, and the, the Freemans don't need our money, but we need to sow. Mm -hmm. Why do we need to sow? Why? Because God is unwilling to do without a quick prompt to do giver who is cheerful in his giving. Mm -hmm. He gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater. And I want to tell y'all some of this because this is important. Many of you, you have people who have been a blessing in your life and you don't sow anything into them mm -hmm. because they don't ask for mm -hmm. it. But you're still violating a mm -hmm. principle because the Bible says give honor where honor is due. Yep. And when people communicate to you and they change your life and you don't communicate to them and you say God knows your heart, what God knows about your heart is that it's selfish and that it's untrustworthy. And many people, I've seen people be like, nobody cash apps me. Who you cash app? Mm -hmm. no, no, nobody ever mm -hmm. pays for my groceries. Who mm -hmm. groceries do you pay for? Mm -hmm. Nobody ever buys my gets my gas. Who's gas? do you pay for mm. see because you're trying to violate the principles <laughs> because you're trying to get harvest where you have not sown and this is such a serious principle to god that god did not even try to get sons until he gave a son yes it's such a it's such a serious principle in the kingdom that god gave his only son to get many sons and many of you you're trying to pimp harvest you're saying nobody's ever a blessing Ooh. to me who you a blessing to mm. who you a blessing to? to pimp harvest who you're a blessing to? Pe people give to me all the time because I give all the time. Mm -hmm. People give to you all the time because you give all well, the time. And, 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 and what I believe in my That's heart is I have a right to reap because I have sown. Some people think they got a right to reap and then they'll sow. Come on. But that's backwards in the kingdom. That's backwards that's in the how kingdom. It works. That's how it works in the world. That's right. not how it works, not in the how kingdom. works in the kingdom. And I think that this is so important because, and this is the last, this, this I think will be the last thing I'll say about this. I think that this is really important because I think the other place where people really get offended and they get out of a, they get out of a authority because of their offense is that they think they have the right to determine where harvest is going to come from. You talked about that. I talked about that on my message. mini message. I say that what happens is, is that because you sold to your family, you think harvest is supposed to come for your family. But I want to tell you this. Anytime you get upset because man tells you no, your faith was in man. It's misplaced trust. It's misplaced trust. The Bible tells me that if I sow, that God will give me a 30, 60, 100 fold. It is not up to me to determine where that comes from. That's right. And so my, my expectation is from God. I look to God. Once I've sown, once I've done the principle, I'm open to however God wants to make that happen. However, but God. I can't make a demand. I can't be like, well, I helped brother so-and-so and now he done been blessed and he ain't helping me. That is not my responsibility responsibility to determine that and here's what i also know though babe i know that if god tells brother stephen to help me and brother stephen don't god will raise up brother jones he'll raise up brother smith he'll raise up brother brown he'll raise up somebody else because god is not limited and so because god is not limited i don't have to fall out because somebody didn't come through for me or somebody didn't bless me because my expectation wasn't in, in them because our expectation is he says he'll use alone? a man he says he will use a man. Yeah. So he's the source yeah. and, and people are resources. Yeah. But, okay, this really is my last thing. And then you take, do the offer, let's close <laughs> out. 
Because I think that this is really where people. But it goes up. along with this whole idea of power and authority. When I have power and authority, I don't have to get trapped into the world's way of thinking about things. I can have a kingdom mindset. And the kingdom mindset says I have the power and authority to not only overcome life's challenges, but even to overcome my own wrong thinking. Come on. I have power and authority to overcome my wrong thinking by getting the truth. Because when I get the truth, the truth will do what? Make me free. It'll make me free. It'll and make me and free. the truth about giving has made us free it's from made poverty. Us free from poverty. It has made us, free, made from us free from lack. If you have made a decision that you are a giver or you have been a giver, I want you to put this in the comments. I can never be broke because I am a giver. I can I'm typing. I can never be broke. Never, ever, ever. I can never be broke because I am a giver. And I want to challenge you this. I want to challenge you in this because this is another thing that I see that people miss what mess up in their giving. In Second Corinthians, and we'll, when we get through with this this series, we're going to actually come back and talk about giving because I, because this is going to keep this is going to allow y'all to live supernatural. This is what we're going to teach you next. It's going to allow you to have to experience ridiculous and, increase. And we don't care about the naysayers because we the naysayers care. are going to do what naysayers do. They're going to nay and say, we don't really care about that. What we care about is those who are willing to hear what we have to say, put it into practice and have their lives changed. All I know is this. I used to be broke and I ain't no more. And I ain't no more. Right. And I ain't not broke because I'm taking advantage of people. Absolute, I'm broke. Absolute, I'm not broke absolute. because I sold my seed. Amen. But this, this this is the thing I really want to challenge you. Second Corinthians tells us that God is unwilling to do without a quick prompt to do giver. Whose and this heart. whose heart is in his giving. <laughs> and this is a place that I see people really mess up. God will stare in your heart. You will be in the Starbucks line. And he will on, say to you, say. he will say to you, yep. pay for the person yep. behind you. Yep. And then you might ask and they stuff was more than yours. So then you decide you're not going to pay for it. Or you it. dismiss it because it's just a fleeting thought. You dismiss it as a fleeting like, thought. Oh, I don't know if that was really God. I don't know if that was really God, right? Or it because I believe God tests us. The Bible says if you faithful over little, he'll make you ruler over much. Mm -hmm. I believe well before God asked you to sow that $1,000 seed, I believe that God talks to you about the $5, the $10, the $15 yeah. to see I'm, what you I'm, are going I'm to do. He He's going to see will you be faithful at that level. Yep. And then what people do is they wonder they, they feel like their harvest is delayed. One of the things I always check when I feel like harvest is delayed is have I been slow in my obedience? Because have if I, you're slow in sowing, then it makes sense that you will be slow in receiving. Since the Bible <laughs> says that I am going to receive according to how I give. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you finally did give that person in your family $500, but, but God had to talk to you six months, right. six, six months. months. And then you wouldn't even give it to them all at one time. Yeah. You had to dribble them out a hundred dollars at a right. time. Listen, all I can tell you is what works for us based on the word. In fact, I told Pastor Edwin to print our offering confession. Many of us, many of you have never heard that. But if you if you've made a decision that you're going to tithe today, I want you to get into agreement with that. I want you to begin to tithe. If you need to sow and listen, seeds. Don't be like, well, I'm going to do it later on today. Don't let the enemy talk you out. Do like that lady did. She said that, look, I was going to tithe on that Friday. And, 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 and I had all these. I went and got my money. And I did it right then. And sometimes that's the that's your first step doing it right then. Well, and so the other thing too is that the reason 
that um, I ask to sow every day mm -hmm. is because if I ask God for seed every day, my mind is set to sow. To sow so day. then I'm not slow in sowing yeah. because I got up looking for an opportunity to bless somebody. Yeah. I got up looking yeah. for an opportunity to bless someone. Yeah. And I'm telling you what God, what you make happen for somebody else, what you make happen for somebody else, God will make happen. And, and for let you. me just say this. Cause I feel this. There are people out there saying, "Well, you know, um, I don't, I don't have a whole lot." Hear me when I tell you, it's, it's not, not about amount. your amount. It's not the amount. Stop discrediting your five dollars, or ten dollars, or twenty dollars, or hundred dollars, or five hundred, a thousand, or five thousand. Don't discredit the amount. Whatever you have done in obedience is the best seed you can give. It's the best seed. And I know you don't hear a lot of people say that because Did we have these things. God? We have these hundred dollars and five hundred dollar. We want an obedient line. Can we get an obedient line we get, where, an where obedient we get a line. line of people who say, I've heard God about what to give and I'm giving that amount, whatever that amount is. And so I want to challenge you. I don't just mean for this ministry. I mean, is there any place that God has told you to sow that you've been delaying? Release that seed. Right. Is there anybody that God has told you to bless that you 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 procrastinated? Don't do that. Right now, the best seed you can sow is that you can sow giving your life to yeah, Jesus. Yeah, that's right. Give your life to Jesus. Yeah. If you have not given obey your life God to Jesus, obey God, because you can use these principles. You can use these principles and experience financial increase and still die and go yeah, to hell. Don't true. do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. that ain't a good look don't for use you. The, don't use the principle and, and, and miss the whole spirit of the letter. Don't do, don't that. do that. Don't do that. And so then you can ask to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Right. And so after you've done those two things, if there's anybody here who says, I want to give my life to Jesus, I want to come back because I've been in a backslidden state. I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We're just going to do all those prayers right quick in case you want that to happen, because we don't want you to miss that. So you want to accept Jesus as your personal savior. Maybe you've never said it out loud. Maybe you just realize from this teaching, man, I don't trust God. And the truth of it is, is that we teach a lot about this because we know a lot of people don't trust God because you were terrorized into coming to God to begin with. Yeah. You only came to God trying to avoid hate. So you never got to know how gracious and merciful and wonderful he was and how much provision he has for your life. Yeah. Right. So we want you to come home today. So let's just pray this prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, yes. I acknowledge that I am a sinner and yeah. I need saving. And Amen. I believe that Jesus is my savior. Yes. Today, Dang. I give my life to Jesus. Yes. Fill me with the spirit of God. Yes. I believe that I am saved. I give you permission to change yes. my life on, in home. Jesus name. Amen. So we've taken care of that, Come right? Home. Come, Come home. home. Come home. Come home. Because we're not just, let, let us be honest with you. We want you to have everything that God said. Everything. We want you to have all the help, all the love, all of the money, all of the purpose. But we also want you to go to heaven. Yes. We want you to go to heaven because what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? We do not want you. Hell was never designed for people. Hell was only designed for the enemy and his imps. Yep. Don't go to hell. That ain't your place. That That's not place. where you belong. That's right. right? That's right. And so, but today we want to encourage you. We want to bring out our offering confession. We used to say this every Sunday yeah. when we had virtual service, right? No, when we had regular service. When we had regular service. <laughs> right. Service. My bad. Sorry. <laughs> My bad. Right. <laughs> Listen, Joshua said, come on home for the street life. Come on. Right? Yeah, be home for the so street life. So this is our tomorrow. offering confession. And if it's not on the website, let's get it back on the website so people can see it. Um, And so it's our offering confession. 
Are you going to repeat after me? Am I going to repeat after you? How are we going to do it? Because they need to have to answer. A lot of people haven't done it, so I can repeat after you. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father. Dear Heavenly Father. As disciples of the living God. As disciples of the living God. We honor you today. We honor you today. By giving our tithes. By giving our tithes. Offerings. Offerings. And gifts. And gifts. To be used. To be used. In the fulfilling. In the fulfilling. Of the Great Commission. Of the Great Commission. In return. In return. Of our cheerful obedience. Of our cheerful obedience. We are believing you for. We are believing you for. Jobs and better jobs. Jobs and better jobs. Raises and bonuses. Raises and bonuses. Benefits, sales, and commissions. Benefits, sales, and commissions. Favorable settlements, favorable settlements, estates and inheritance, estates and inheritance, interest and income, interest and income, rebates and return, rebates and return, big checks in the mail, big checks in the mail, <laughs> gifts and surprises, gifts and surprises, finding money, finding money, debts paid off, debts paid off, expenses decrease, expenses decrease, blessing and increase, blessings and increase. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. That as I join, that as I join, my value system, my to value yours, system, to you yours, will shower, you will shower, favor, favor. Blessing, blessing and increase, and increase upon me upon me so that I have more so than enough more than enough to give to the kingdom of God to give into the kingdom of God and promote the gospel, and promote of, Jesus the gospel of Jesus Christ hallelujah hallelujah Amen. so we're gonna start y'all like that we're gonna start reading that for y'all doing that for y'all we'll put it up week. on the web hey we just we kind of forgot about it but we I mean we, we we make it ourselves but we thought you know what we haven't been having people to do that so we'll put that up on the website we'll post it in the Facebook group so that that way if you didn't get all that you can get it today listen send in your tithe send in your offering be be become powerful and take your position of authority over 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 finances in that area don't let the devil talk you out of it amen and so this week we want you to know that we're believing for all of these things for you jobs and better jobs raises and bonuses benefits sales and commissions favorable settlements estates and inheritance interest and income rebates and return big checks in big the mail gifts the mail. and surprises finding money debts paid off expenses decrease blessing and increase that as you because you have joined yes. your value system to the kingdom yes. increase will be your name yes now we're going to end service today with this right here say i can never be broke i can never be broke come on say it with your chest i can never be broke i can never be broke because i am a giver because i am a giver amen can we make that last one too about well, i am engineered i am engineered <laughs> come on i am engineered to, to overcome, overcome adversity in every area of my life every area of my life i'm engineered I want I you to it. expect increase this week. Yes. I just want to give you this instruction too. For many of you, your increase is going to come through an instruction. This is a very important thing to remember. That radical all, obedience. All of your increase is not going to come because someone sends you PayPal or someone mm -hmm. gives you a gift card. Mm -hmm. It's literally going to be apply for this job. Mm -hmm. It's literally going to be make this T-shirt. Mm -hmm. And this is a word for some people who have done T-shirts. You have done T-shirts, but you only promote the T-shirts one or two times because in your mind, you think everybody's seen it. But it's all these billions of people who haven't seen your T-shirt yet. you got to keep your information out there. you got to apply and keep applying in faith. Let's say you go and you apply for a job and it looks like you're going to get it. And something happens because that you don't get it. Don't let that talk you out of your faith that there is a job for you. It's just not that job for you. Keep going. Yeah. Keep going yes. all right mm -hmm. so we're believing god that not only will you sow your seed but you will hear your specific instruction tell people about the book tell people let people know you're looking for a job yeah D do the things you need to do so god can increase you hear from god 
Hear from Hear God. From God and Hear obey. from God. Hear from God and obey. We declare this is your season for release. We love you guys so much. Yes. Have an amazing week. Um, come to prayer. Come to all of the instructions. And we are out. You want to say something? No, that's the it. Cause, cause, no, you have the last word. That's it. That's we love y'all. Have a great week on purpose. <laughs> that seemed like that flew off.